I've been watching soccer my whole life. I've been on this podcast for two years. I've analyzed and I've coached for many years. And I have never seen anything more disgraceful or worse than the performance from myself when this whole time it's been El Velasquez instead of I Velasquez, one of my <laughs> most regular viewers. I've been mispronouncing the name for about a year and a half now, so my apologies on that. But as far as what's happening with the earthquakes, uh, the two transfers, in case anyone's wondering what's happening with them, they're still waiting for their green cards or visas. That is a long, hefty process. The announcers think it's gonna come around the end of the month. I wanna be shocked if it takes a little bit longer, but also professional athletes, especially if your English is good, like you get a little bit better of uh, time, but it's it's a lengthy process, and especially in America, and especially in California, it can be a very troublesome process. So best of luck to them. Hopefully we can get them soon. <laughs> really, hopefully we can get them soon, just so we at least see what they're looking like before the new season starts and give them a few games. Marcos Lopez, officially gone, and the club made a whole goodbye speech to him. Not like the other guys got that, so clearly it was a mutual and good exchange. And we've had him since he was a child, really. I mean, we get everyone when they're kids. So best of luck to him. Obviously, I think everyone loved having Marcos around. He was a quality defender, Peruvian national team player. So that's obviously a drop-off, so our defense have been struggling, but best of luck to him. Romani's still out, so with health and safety protocols, I think he might be returning around the time versus LAFC. I don't expect him to come back. Um, he Obviously, his whole family got it, unfortunately, so did his child, but it looks like his newborn is doing all right. But yeah, that's gonna take a while to get from, especially if your whole family gets it and they get it like a day or two later, you might just be constantly you know, being a sick bubble. So it might be a while for him, especially because it's gonna take a while for the lungs to get back, but the LAFC game's gonna be rough. They're in form, we're out of form, their offense is on fire, our defense is, uh, yeah. But then the big thing from this game was JT starting over Matt for me. Obviously I've been a big defender of JT, but I've been also saying Matt's one of the best in the USL when he was there. and. Five years with the club and finally getting his first competitive game. I thought he did well in that first half versus Inter-Miami. And then I don't really blame him for any of the goals that were conceded versus Austin. I don't think any of those were his fault. And I didn't just give JT a little bit more time off. And then might as well give Matt some time. Now, obviously, some there's an argument of let's give Matt the rest of the year. Just give him a few games, blah, 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 blah. But then if you're on JT's side, you'd be like, yeah, but I was the starter. I get my spot back. And it's a little scary to give another guy... The playing reps, especially towards the end of the season, if a new coach comes in, then I might lose my spot. But I don't know. Part of me wants to just give it to Matt for the rest of the year, let him get some reps. But then again, JT, in my opinion, yes on the second goal, and we'll get to that. He messed up, but for the majority of the year, he's been great, so it's hard to drop him. It's a great problem to have, but it is a problem. But yeah, I would have for sure started Matt for this game and the LAFC game. Just a, again, just a head injury. That's scary. Like, even if it ended up being nothing and they just had to do one game just because... Yeah, it's it's scary, especially when we're not really competing for anything at this point, other than not getting the wooden spoon. Congrats to Jeremy Obobese. He's the first ever player to score against all the Texas teams in Texas. So he scored at Austin versus Austin versus Dallas at Dallas and versus Houston at Houston. Great accomplishment. We know Jabo's been on fire all year, so that's not really a shock. Just another thing to add to his tally, but then still get left off of some list. Speaking of getting left off of list, Paul Marie loses the goal of the week. 
Honestly, like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything, but as an Earthquakes fan, you're really looking to have celebrate anything, and just to lose it to, like, I guess it was an okay run by Gareth Bale, but it wasn't, like, a crazy goal. Just to lose because of his name and just because the fan base is bigger is is frustrating, and then I'm sure J-Po will find a way to lose this one just because it's not an L.A. or New York or Miami team or big European name, so that's going to be frustrating as well. Super, super annoying. If you want to know more about game-specific highlights, so you can check out The Aftershock on this YouTube channel at Aftershocks San Jose, or Instagram at Aftershock SJ, or TikTok at Aftershock SJ. But let's move on to the negatives. We still aren't stepping. We still aren't stepping. We saw on pretty much both goals, and I'm gonna give us a little bit of leeway. God, I hate doing this, but it's like it was hot. It was super hot. I guess both teams had to deal with the heat, but it killed us clearly. And that's a negative as well, the heat. But yeah, we aren't stepping. We're giving them way too much time. In my opinion, and again, I'm what am I compared to these professional players? But just, you know, I'm analyzing it and you were listening. So I guess I'll give my opinion. You should be stepping one around. I understand like dropping off and giving space, especially if you're trying to delay and give time for your other defenders to come back. Makes sense. That's how you should do it. But if you're in and around the box or there's people behind you and you think they're about to get a cross in or you think they have a chance to dribble, you step, you don't let them breathe, you make, you force them backwards. You don't have to win the ball, just force them backwards. As long as they aren't facing our goal, you're doing your job as a defender. But just standing there and then just getting beat, it's like, it's not really doing much or just giving them so much space so they get crosses in. It's so frustrating. That goes to my next point, just no man's land and ball watching. I, I, I know with Tanner Beeson a lot of time, he'll drop off and try and go a little bit deeper, but it's just so deep sometimes. And then we can even see it on the first goal. Yes, Nothan misses the header, but then doesn't really step to the first guy. JT should get the near post. You should worry about the negative ball. And but then it just kind of ends up not really defending either when you're trying to do both. It's just frustrating. I believe it was on this third goal where they got the pass and the tap in. We even Yudson was in the back line and all of them just drift backwards in a straight line watching the ball. No one's watching Jesus Ferreira just wide open in the middle. U.S. men's national team starter, or at least like in the rotation. I know he's a young kid, but he's on, lighting the league on fire, one of the top scorers in the league. Even if he wasn't, don't leave someone wide open in the box. It's, it's just these, I don't want to call them, there are simple things, but I'm sure at that level it's harder, but and I hate to rag on these guys who are infinitely better than me. And they're getting paid to do this, but it's so frustrating because I just feel like that's it's simple stuff we should be doing. Stepping, marking in the box, not letting them have space in the box, not just ball watching, moving our positions around. If the right back is, like if this is the pitch going up and down like this, the right back is here, the first center back, yeah, you want to be in line. So if he gets beat, you're with him. But then center back too and left back don't need to be in line. Either you're there or you're covering the midfield or you're covering the far post guy, or you're yelling at a midfielder to drop, you're checking your shoulders, you're moving around, and like, the only players I really see doing that, Nico Jakaris did it a bit, I saw Jack Skane do it once or twice, I saw Montero do it a lot, but I'm really not seeing it from many other players, especially on defense, checking their shoulders, moving around, every once in a while I see it, but consistently, no. And that's what's so frustrating about it. Beeson looks hurt too, I, he just looks like he's limping after each game, or after a few sprints, and it's just, He's getting really slow, and that's frustrating. And Tommy Thompson, he's just not looking game fit. Again, the heat, I know, is killing everyone in the tight game schedule. Like, if we play a few games in a while, you're not going to fully recover by the time the next game comes around. You're going to be fatigued. But, man, it was like 30, 40 minutes in, and Tommy looked gassed. He started the second half, and it was like, I think it was like, a, I think I'll be good after 50 minutes. And then they subbed him off quickly. It was, 
A lot of our players didn't look like they were fit, but yeah, especially him. It was it was really sad to see. Early on, just lazy pattern play. It was it was like we were cutting in the ball and then we were just passing, but no real going to the ball, checking to the ball, moving the ball, movement off the ball. Not that we ever really do it, but pass, move, look for the space, go for the space, pass to him. It was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, pass here, pass here. It was like you're kind of going through a drill and you're walking through just to kind of warm up against some exercise. And they were able to intercept and they were able to get counters off it. And that's why they scored early and often. Again, I know there was heat, but we just looked disinterested as a whole. I'd said Mon I, Montero. Montero was the one consistently for me that was pressing and running and doing things, but the overwhelming majority of guys just looked like, oh, let me make a way over here. Yeah, I kind of got to go over here. You're wearing the badge representing a city. There's fans that are paying good money to watch the, I mean, not that they ever can have the broadcast to work, but at least when we go to the games, good money to work. You're representing a city, you're representing a team, you're representing a culture. Fight for it. And just like walking around, prancing around. I get it's hot, I get it's hot. Maybe it was just a one game and like, I've seen some of the guys fight more, but man, it's frustrating to see them lollygagging, not stepping the guys, not, it doesn't look like they care. It looks like, oh, we're losing another game. And I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure they are mad, they're sure they are frustrated, but I wanna see more fight like Montero. I see him just running, running, running. Go until you don't and then sub. That's what's just so frustrating to me. And again, I know there's heat and I, I know they're infinitely more fit than me and better, but it was, I wanna see more. I, I just need to see more effort. If we're not gonna win games, at least fight, at least be like, oh, we gave it our best shot. Like, I just don't feel like we were giving it our very best. I feel like we were almost cruising at certain points. And again, the heat was bad, bad. And that drains you, there's zero doubt about that. Zero doubt about that. So I understand kind of tiring out. But when it was like 14 minutes in, I see guys jogging around when there's like a clear pressing or counter having, it's so frustrating. And this leads me to my next point. Every single defender we've had, like, and I don't wanna say every time, but midfielders too. And this is something with Coach Kobe, like I just want with the new coach, it's beyond frustrating. I don't know how you do it at a professional level. Jogging back, especially the fullbacks. I get maybe you just made a sprint up. You've just been running a while, you're tired. You're not gonna be able to sprint back the whole game and every time. Your job is defense first. Sprint back till you're past the ball, face up, get in your shape. If you can't make the run back, don't make the run forward. It's the simple fitness. Have a midfielder cover you. When I see some of these guys get beat, especially the fullbacks, and then there's a counter attack and there's a guy 10, 15 yards in front of them, clearly if you're both sprinting, you're not gonna catch him. But why are you jogging when he's on the ball and like, okay, well, I'm kind of making it over. You sprint your butt off until you're back there. And this goes back to my effort. Again, I guess it's the heat, but I've seen it in every game this year and it's so frustrating. You sprint till you are in front of that ball, defending your line. You get tight on defense, very tight. And that's another thing. If you watch the counter attack, old Tommy was really far out. Nothing, I guess, I don't know why he stepped. Maybe it was Beeson on the left, but one of them stepped. They should have held delayed. Then there's a giant gap in the middle. I get whoever was on the left, they, why they had to stay there. But then there's giant room for Jesus Ferreira to run in. And it's just, you get in tight, you get in the middle, and you sprint your butt back till you're behind the ball. It's just simple. And it's just, that's what frustrates me. If we're not making the goals, if we're conceding goals, while it's frustrating and I want to fix it better, I can live with that at the end of the day if it's just unlucky, like the bounce like versus JT. I can live with that. It was a great attack by them. JT made one mistake. I can live with that. He's been great all year. You're going to make a mistake. I don't even remember their other goals. If I'm being completely honest. Some of the other goals, like versus Austin, it's fine. It's it, like it's frustrating, 
but the ones where we're just not trying, and yes, I get they're trying, they probably were maybe trying their hardest or trying very hard in the heat and this and that. But when simple mistakes like that, that's where it frustrates me because that just comes down to a lack of like desire in my opinion, or lack of IQ, just, it's so simple to go in center. And again, it's so easy to say in hindsight 2020, you should have done this, I had the perfect view in the game. It's in so quick and you might have been caught out of possession, it might have been that one time and we're highlighting and we're harping on it. So that's why I don't like to be too hard on them. But when I see it for a whole game and it's been loss after loss, I'm starting to get a little frustrated obviously. And I'm trying not to be too crude or too rude to anyone in particular, but I'm just trying to analyze it as a whole. And it's just so frustrating to see simple things like that when it could it's just such a simple fix that anyone could do. It's not like we need to bring someone in. Anyone should and could be doing this. I thought Jabo until the goal kind of had a rough game. I don't really remember him connecting any passes, looking to get checking as much. And again, I think this came down to the heat and that affected everyone. So, man, but I mean, he scored a goal, so he can't, he did his job. So, but just everyone, man, he looked exhausted. Yule, JT, and Espinosa, I just feel like are untouchables again. I just feel like. Uh, not that Espinosa was having a bad game, but I feel like we weren't willing to sub him. Not that I feel like Yule was having a bad game, but I feel like we weren't willing to sub him. And I don't know the goalkeeping situation or how JT is doing, but I feel like we were ready just to put Matt away right away. And I get a lot of top clubs do that, so I'm not too frustrated on that one. But I feel like Matt should have got at least another game or two. But again, like I, that happens at any club. The top goalkeepers hurt. The other one, even if he's performing, the other one's just gonna slot right back in immediately. The final 15 minutes, I don't know if it was a tactical thing, but we played with three right wingers. It, it was, I don't know what was happening. It was, we had Espinosa on the right wing, but he would kind of go a little central. We had Kate Cal who got subbed in the left wing and was playing right winger. And then we had Jack Skane who was playing right center mid slash right wing. I'm not mad at any of them in particular, and I don't know if it was a strategy thing or we just thought that was a side or we just had the space, but... I just felt like as the three, the space could have been used a little bit better together. So that was just another thing I noticed, but let's move on to the positives. Montero, man, fighter, dog. He got subbed early and I don't blame him because he was exhausted. The man was exhausted. He was spraying the whole time. He didn't care about the heat. Got that dog in him. It's just, that's why Montero has been the best player all year for me. And I absolutely love watching him. He doesn't care how hot it is, what the score is. My man is sprinting, trying to win the ball. I saw him playing center mid and he very much made it clear at the beginning of the year. He didn't want to play center mid. He wanted to have a more attacking role. And man's is just playing all over the place for us. I love Montero, man. It is, it's great to see him play. Great goal from Jabo. Oh my God, that's his weak foot. Just way to get shots off too. There were other ones where he was just ripping. I appreciate, especially when we're not getting a lot of looks. Just rip one, get a shot, test the keeper. Even though I was just hard on him earlier, not having the best game. I'd say maybe until before the goal, it wasn't the best game. But yeah, we had to still get looks. And even if you're not getting a lot, way to capitalize on your small chances. And then speaking of trying to capitalize on chances, Benji felt like he was the only one getting looks this game before the, the goal. Yeah, slicing and dicing like 16 minutes and that was a great move just needs to shoot a little bit quicker needs to get on the end of things it looks like he was playing direct the whole time which i love that was another thing from kate cal he looked like he was only playing direct when he came in which i really appreciate not just panicking going wide using the speed going around there's one move where he tried flicking over someone running around but the second guy came in i just you know i try and be creative i don't even care i like it at that point so way to go direct guys i love the substitutions by kobe i, I was a lot of people were mad they didn't make subs at halftime it was 3-0 at that point in my opinion just you got yourself in that mess, get yourself out of it. Maybe Tommy needed to sub because he was guest, but yeah, then he made the subs early in the half 50, early 60, and then just put the young guys in. I know a lot of people would like to see Buddha, but I was, I, I, those were the subs I liked. Maybe I would have liked to see Buddha or Richmond be the final subs for maybe Espinosa. But other than that, 
Yeah, I liked it a lot. Jack Skane looked great going forward. He's, I don't think he's a right back, but a way to be a team player. He looked good in the space. I'd like to see him in midfield more. Nico Jakaris, the kid's a star, just checking his shoulder, moving around. One of the only players I see doing it, whether it be offense, defense, fine. Watch, just watch Nico, not when he's on the ball, when he's off the ball. He checks his shoulders, looks around, finds space, gets into a great spot, and we just don't play him a lot of time. Obviously, you're not going to play him every time, but just watch Nico. Just from a game standpoint, genius. Absolutely great to watch. I love it. Good to see Grey Goose get in as well. JT, after making a mistake, came back big, made multiple big saves, and like in the 37th minute, same exact play as how we messed up originally, makes a save. 78th minute, that's a 1v1. That should go in. That should go in. He made a phenomenal save. It was not a great shot, but he made a phenomenal, that's a tough, tough shot to save. And he did it. But yeah, let's move on to the unsung hero of the match and the unsung moment of the match. It's the same for me, Montero. I just loved the way he was working off the ball. I loved the way he was willing to fight and not dealing with the heat. So that's why he's my unsung hero of the match and he had an unsung moment of the match whenever he was doing that. But let's move on to fan questions now. Uh, Benev36 says, is this a bra moment? I'm just, think I'm so numb to it. And after the Almeida 7-1 loss to Seattle, I think something in my soul died and never recovered that day. So there's a different level of, no, I, I wouldn't say this is a bra moment, but it was, uh, it was rough, it was rough. Yeah, but again, I think we have a good team. I think we're just, need some, a lot of structure, <laughs> uh, a bit of change of culture and one or two center, like a center back that's a veteran and a CDM that can kind of distribute the ball and is the veteran. L Velasquez, not I. <laughs> no question, just need an emotional support group after this season. Yep, I'll be your sponsor. <laughs> Eli Hoover. Uh, never thought I'd compare the Quakes to Manchester United, but hey, we're here. I saw a lot of people say this. I thought it was really disrespectful, honestly. It's not even really funny to joke about uh, because we scored a goal and they didn't. <laughs> They have Cristiano Ronaldo, he couldn't score. We have J-Bo, he was able to score. So uh, let's not uh, compare these lower clubs to us. <sighs> Anyways, local nightmare ask. Should we start Mac next game and let the season go and get the spoon? I don't think we should just like go for the spoon and I don't think that's what you were trying to say, but I don't think just throwing Matt in and throwing these other guys in is throwing in the towel and just saying, we'll let you play, but we're definitely gonna lose if you're in. I don't think there's that much of a drop off. Um, I thought Matt should start this game. I thought Matt should start the next game as well, and then we could have reassessed JT. And it was like I said earlier, it's a tough throw because it's like kind of just let Matt have the rest of the games of the year, let him have a few. But then it is a job, and then today you're trying to win each. And if you think JT is the best, you think JT is the best, but maybe he was also just handed it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a tough spot. I think Matt deserves to get games, but I don't think JT deserves to get dropped either. So it's really tough. I'd like to see Matt play a few more games of him. We can play on, especially if the season's over. I don't want the wooden spoon. That's so embarrassing, honestly. Um, uh, I mean, there's obviously the content I can make out of it would be really funny. <laughs> like, if I mean, like, completely selfish. And just to, like, say I did a podcast during the worst season would also be funny. But, like, oh, uh, God, I don't want it. Especially because I don't think our team's that bad. And I just don't think it's a representation of us. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get it yet. I think Sporting Kansas and possibly... I think DC might make a small comeback. But I think Kansas will end below us. And then, yeah, maybe throw some, all this, let's throw the young guys in, let's throw the young, I don't think some of them are ready, maybe just throw them in as subs, but I don't think just lose the starting spots for the other guys. And then Ivan Lara asks, take our mind off the game, tell us your best joke. I do a podcast on this team for two years. <laughs> 